Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. As always, it's the uh, co-host who is running super, super late tonight, Dirty Bird, um, over there in Port St. Lucie. Bird, what's good, what's good? What's happening, Dave? How are you? Uh, today's good, man. Obviously, you know, you already know what happened today. Kind of, uh, you know, shout out to my boy, John Land. Uh, kind of passed away today, so it was kind of a, a rough morning. But on a positive note, uh, we're still here, man. We got things to do. And uh, obviously, the reflection uh, with him will be, you know, in the near future. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but look, man, we got a special guest tonight on the Ken Gang Radio Show. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, bro, like one of the coolest guys I think you'll ever meet in your life. Um, not just because, you know, he played at the university of Miami, um, just because he's like literally a, a super dude, like through and through. So let's bring, uh, you, you ready to bring him on? Let's bring him, bring on to the show. Number, I wonder if I should n- number him like 71, 19, 19 number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll have to figure it out. Uh, listen, welcome to the show. Number 19, former university of Miami DN Scott Patchett. Yo, Scott, what's good, brother? Doing good, man. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good. Bird, man. Uh, listen, so obviously Scott Patchen, and, and I, I don't, I, I really wanted to wait for this. Obviously, he's already kind of seen it earlier, kind of being classified as a Van Wilder of college football. Um, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> we love it, though. It's the greatest thing ever. I hope you get another year of eligibility after this year. Oh, man. I don't know if I could do that now. But you know what, Scott? To, to all fairness, man, if you have an opportunity, if anybody has an opportunity to work the system per se and get as much opportunity to play college football, why not, right? Yeah, you know, and, and like you kind of mentioned, though, the opportunity. And I missed a lot of time those first two years. Everybody knows I had all those injuries. You know, that really set me back as far as even a developmental phase. But just – you know, not many people understood, you know, when you go and you tear an ACL, you know, it's a nine month recovery process, you know, and one of those times I came back in six months to play in the FSU game. And I set myself back probably just by pushing it too hard. Um, I would say from that standpoint, but then obviously COVID happened and, you know, I, th- I don't think our conference handled it as well as they could have in comparison to, you know, the athletic conference, um, the ACC, I mean, but uh, yes, I mean, you just take the punches as you roll, you know, um, that being said too, you know, making the most of it, like you said, uh, working the system a little bit, getting as many degrees as I can. So it's perfect timing. I'll leave here with the masters on top of everything I got at UM. Well, you, you know, it's funny because, again, obviously you got hurt at the University of Miami, but probably a lot of people don't know you got hurt your senior year as high school as well over mm-hmm. at IMG. So obviously you came into a situation already kind of banged up. But again, you know, you're going into college, you know, you're getting the therapy, you're getting the treatments, you're getting everything that you need. Um, I, I do want to ask you, though, obviously coming out of IMG, obviously it's it's a prevalent school here in northern Florida. Um, you know, they're powerhouses. I mean, even this year alone, you know, they're, they're stacked again. Now, I did see something today, Bird. I don't know if anybody saw this, that they don't want to schedule Miami Central in Miami because there was talk about trying to play Central like at home in Miami, but they don't want to take that game on. Obviously, they'll play Central up at IMG. Um, but, but again, so coming out of IMG, four-star recruit, um, obviously, you know, you chose Miami. I mean, you had offers at FSU, Nebraska, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, 
you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously your dad playing at UM, um, you know, two-time national champion, your brother playing at Florida. What made you decide to choose University of Miami? Well, number one, FSU was out of the equation. You know, I think my family would have been the most hated if I did that. Um, Florida kind of wasn't an option after my brother transferred, I would say, just because the coaches that he was recruited by, you know, they left, obviously, Florida. And so uh, towards the end of his time there, he actually followed Adazio to BC, which worked out well for him. Um, that being said, Miami was always going to be it for me. Um, that was the dream school growing up. It was always every Saturday we watched – you know, if my brother Matt was playing, we watched his game, obviously, and then we looked for Miami highlights because me and my dad always had that, you know, connection where we would always watch Miami games. Regardless of who was playing, we made sure we were going to watch Miami games. Um, it was growing up watching the highlights, you know, um, Kane, Freak, Kane Freak on uh, YouTube and all that. 2001, stuff. Kane Freak 2001, baby. <laughs> that's, that's literally what I grew up on, you know. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. That was the dream school. I went there, you know, I did that, so – that's all I got to say about that right now. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because I, I remember 2007, um, the last very, you know, the very last game at the Orange Bowl, um, Miami, Virginia. I remember your brother being on the sideline of that game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that game, you know, kind of made him decide to go to Florida. Um, but I know he really wasn't happy after that game. No. So my whole family was at that game. I remember it. Um, I actually had beer spilled on me and thrown it uh, over me and beer got on me. It was it was pretty funny. We, we still talk about it to the day as a family, but I think they had my dad uh, as a guest speaker at halftime. Um, uh, not mistaken. <laughs> I mean, like, and I remember he, he tells the story all the time. He ripped that team during halftime. I don't know if anybody knows that, but so he ripped that team. It was funny to hear him, you know, yelling at guys that probably we'd never heard of or met in our lives other than just watching, you know, the starters. Um but so he spoke there, and I don't know if it necessarily swayed my brother. My brother's biggest thing was he looked, you know, he wanted to play for a winner. He wanted to play for a coach that was going to make him fundamentally sound. Um, and he had some other things on his list he wanted to check off. Uh, so obviously a little bit different than me. He made more of a business decision, whereas I made more of the, you know, Miami was in my heart, I was going to go there kind of decision. Um, I don't know if it necessarily worked out for him the way he wanted it to. I think he did what he wanted to, and he has no regrets in his life either, just the same way I don't have any regrets in mine. Um, yeah. I know it all worked out for him, and everything that was supposed to happen happened. Um, I think he had a great last year with Adazio at BC. He was lucky for that. Not many people know, but he was either going to go to Ohio State or um, Boston College. He was going to go up there with Meyer, or he was going to go to BC. Um, and I was just talking to somebody about that today. So I think he really you know, made the smart decision there too. Um can't really go wrong if you're choosing between Ohio State or Boston College at the time. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, obviously, you're really close with your family, right? So mm -hmm. when you were when you were choosing University of Miami, was there any like when your parents were like kind of were they helping you out or they already knew that Miami was it? There was no, hey, think about this or what about this? Was there any of that going on? It was just um, up to you. Yeah, it was really mo it was all up to me. I'll say that my dad was really good about that. You know, whatever we decided, you know, growing up, me and my brothers, he was always going to, you know, just be supportive. Same with my mom. I think uh, she definitely loved me staying in Florida. I would say up towards the end, actually, it was just, you know, I, I went on a little visit for my brother's senior night to BC. Um, we, we treated that as an unofficial my senior year of high school. And honestly, I love Coach Dazio and I still did. And I might have gone had it not been really cold in Boston College. Oh, uh, no kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I was committed to Miami at the time. It was my brother's senior night game. The coolest thing, though, was BC was sending me uh, recruiting mail with my brother on it, you know, and like to me, that was like, you know, I'm, you know, at the time I was like 15, 16, that was awesome. I mean, 
to me, that stood out. And no other college is sending me recruiting mail with my brother on it, you know. So, that, I mean, that stood out. Um, but, yeah, it was like 40 degrees during a Friday walkthrough. I'm watching my brother, you know, and coach called me a little uh, – I don't know if I can cuss on here. Uh, no, you can't. We can't, but you can. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he called me a cold little something, but um, – <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I was a Florida boy, you know. I was 16 at the time, probably. Um, I didn't really, you know, put too much thought into it from a business decision. Um, right. You know, I, I recruited the Al Golden, you know. I mean, I, Coach Golden was always fair to me. You know, nothing bad to say there about him. I'm not going to burn bridges with anybody. Um, I, I think, you know, could things have been handled differently throughout, you know, a lot of the coaches I had? Yeah, probably, you know. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I just think it was funny looking back on it. You know, that was probably the basic reason I chose Miami's because it was warmer than BC, you know? <laughs> and the, and here, here's the hard, like, so Lily, you just took kind of my next question. So obviously the Al Golden, Mark D'Onofrio era, right? The 14, 15, yeah. um, you know, that situation, obviously Golden gets fired, you know, after the Clemson loss in 15. Um, what was it like? Obviously, you know, Golden, I, and I truly believe this to this day, if if Al Golden would have got rid of D'Onofrio, he probably would still be the coach at the University of Miami. Probably. My thing, my take is you didn't have to fire D'Onofrio. You know, Coach D'Onofrio was set in his ways. This 3-4 was going to, you know, sit well. And then once everybody just learned it, like, you know, the only person I know that actually truly learned that defense, you know, was probably Dallas Crawford. Um, and I love Dallas. Dallas was like, you know, a big leader guy, you know, to me. I think a lot of guys knew – you know, probably 95% of what they were supposed to do. But the guy that knew exactly what Coach D'Onofrio wanted inside and out was probably Dallas Crawford. Just the year I was there. Now, maybe there was guys before that, like, you know, DP and other guys that knew maybe the entire defense. But from what I saw, I mean, that was really it. Um, I will say this. If he had made at least a switch or, or made, you know, probably went to a multiple defense where he threw in some 4-3 with it too, um, could have, you know, definitely changed the game a little bit. You know, that being said, even if you want to, you know, not fire your best friend, you can go ahead and make him just strictly the linebacker coach and bring on another coach as a DC. Um, so I get it. He was in, you know, one of the situations where do you destroy that friendship you've had for that long or do you, you know, ride the wave and hope that you can come Um, and I get why he did what he did, but you know, I agree with you. If he would have probably went in a different direction, he'd probably still be the coach because, yeah, you know. The biggest thing, too, with him was he kept Keo on staff, you know. Coach Keo, yeah. very good coach. I thought he was an even better recruiter. He knew – excuse me, burp there. Um, he knew exactly how to recruit offensive linemen. I mean, you look at my class that came in with me, Tyree St. Louis. He's still with the Chargers. I think, yep. I think Gauthier is still bouncing around. I don't know where he's at right now. Um, Miami, I think. He's probably on a boat yeah. somewhere fishing. That's where he's <laughs> probably is. <laughs> he definitely is. He definitely is. Um but I know there's a few other guys that are still in the league bouncing. Well, Feliciano, Feliciano was there. Um, well, I was in my class. That was oh, awesome. your class. Okay, yeah, your yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the only two for my class. But, I mean, that's two out of probably the four or five he got in my class. I mean, and they're still, you know, NFL-type bodies, you know. Um, Tyree was 6'5". You know, he's just a big tackle. That's what you want. You want your tackles to be taller than your guards. But, you know, I can go on for days about Coach Keogh because he's like yeah. family too. But, no, 100%. You know, do I think he got a raw deal? I do. But, you know, at some point the sun does set on, you know, on your career, right? And I think it was kind of to the point where, you know, maybe Kehoe was kind of at the end of his career, right? And I think they kind of did him dirty a little bit, right? Um, you know, but, you know, it's a business. Just like, you know, again, you leaving the University of Miami to better yourself and going to, you know, with an opportunity to go to Colorado State, 
you know, maybe it would have worked out better for Kehoe, maybe if he decided to go somewhere else. But, you know, that's just the business of college football now. Um, and speaking of that, so your time in Miami, obviously, was it good or was it bad? Or what, what was it like overall? You know, overall, you know, I don't regret making the decision to come to Miami. I made relationships with, you know, great people, great friends, people like you, for example. Um, the teammates I've, you know, had in the locker room are for, going to forever be friends, you know, that I'll have down, you know, years down the line. Um, that locker room was something else, man, you know. And, like, I can't stress on it enough, the relationships I made in that locker room. Um, I loved my time at Miami. You know, could things have gone differently? Yes, Um Miami's always still going to be home to me. You know, I was there five years. I mean, that's going to be home for anybody. Right. Um, so that being said, I look on, I look, you know, towards Miami, not in a negative light, you know, do I wish things had gone better yet? And does that still leave a chip on my shoulder every day? Absolutely. Um, and right now, you know, largely my mindset is to kind of prove, you know, all the people that were negative towards me when I was transferring, um, basically just proving them wrong. You know, I get it. I'm a water guy, you know, I've been around, but I really haven't played as much ball as, you know, a lot of guys would think if you're a seventh year guy, I get it, you know, and I can make jokes about the Van Wilder and I can take all the jokes. I'm not, you know, that salty guy where I'm going to be angry that someone says, you know, what is it? The uh, IRA or what? Not IRA. <laughs> but, um, uh, I saw one the other day. It was just like, I'm collecting basically some type of uh, pension, social security. Yeah. Yeah. Social security. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not going to say, I'm going to laugh at all these, you know, like I send them to my brother. Like that was new. That was original. You know, if it's the same old joke, you know, that somebody probably saw, you know, I'm going to be like, eh, it's a little stale, you know I mean? You got to get some, already seen it. Yeah. Be creative with it. You know, like, like I can laugh at a lot of things, you know, I can laugh at myself. That's, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, if people were just basically negative towards me, I, without seeing the whole picture, you know, uh, that kind of gives me a chip on my shoulder, you know? Well, you know what stands out to me, you know, Scott, I remember, I can't remember the years, probably 18 or 19, but, you know, we got really thin at tight end and you made the move over to the tight end, right? Just 17, yeah. It was 17, I think. So, yeah. you know, talk to me a little bit about that move and how you think that impacted your career. Probably didn't help it, you know. Um, <laughs> how do you really feel? <laughs> probably didn't help my, you know, progression as a defense alignment, I'll say. Okay. Um, what I can add though, is it did give me perspective, perspective of how offensive, you know, uh, strategies go towards, you know, a defensive uh, unit that week game, uh, week in and week out. I will say, you know, now I can say it's on my resume. I played tight end for a year at the university of Miami, which is tight end you. Yeah. Um, I will go ahead and say too, I think, you know, it, it, and just kind of repeating what I actually said, I, I just don't think it helped me necessarily, you know, in the long run of what I want to be, you know, in the NFL, which is a defensive end. Um, so, I mean, that being said, it was it was fun. You know, I got to be around Chris all day, and I loved Chris, man. Chris he, Harden? He's yeah, a hell of a tight end now. I mean, that guy, Yeah. you know, you talk about the full package. Like, you know, David was an outstanding athletic guy who could catch the ball like nobody else. But Chris was everything, you know. Um, so it was awesome to learn from him how to play the position, you know. And learning on the fly was not easy. Um, there was many nights, you know, like that's how I actually grew to be really close friends with uh, Palindi. Um, we were, we know, we were at Miami, but like, cause we traveled on the road together his freshman year. So like, I would be reviewing the playbook, you know, cause he had all of camp. I didn't have all of camp. I made the switch right after camp. Cause I think Irvin was dealing with some off the field stuff. And, um, so I was basically the backup the entire 17 year and we were ranked like, what was it? The highest, as high as two. Yeah. And it's so, like, that was awesome. You know, I was the backup. I, I played like, you know, maybe five, 10 snaps a game, gave Chris a breather whenever he really needed it. Or after he got hurt, Irv, whenever he needed a breather, I mean, um, yeah, so whenever it was 12 personnel, 13, you know, I was in there, you know, goal line, stuff like that, which was pretty cool, too. 
Uh, played a lot of special teams that year. It was awesome to be around, you know, just a winning team. You know, I would yeah. say it was awesome, you know, that year. Yeah, I always looked at it as just like a, a selfless move. Like, hey, the team needed you to do this, man, and, and you did it, man. So that was uh, – a. And, you know, the funny thing is I didn't say yes at first. You know, uh, Coach Rick came in halfway through camp and was like, does anybody want to give tight end a shot, you know? And we were all like, oh, no. You know, like for me it was like still I wanted to compete for playing time at defensive end, you know. And then towards the end of camp, you know, when I kind of realized there was a lot of older guys in front of me, you know, and I'm probably not going to get that much. And I had had I was just coming off of the second knee surgery. You know, I kind of looked at it as just like an opportunity or a way just to maybe sneak onto the field. You know, I really just wanted to be on the field. You know, like this yeah, is my yeah. third year at the University of Miami. Haven't played much, you know, like maybe I can, uh, you know, contribute here and there, you know, and I didn't really care where I played. You could have put me at like holder for all I cared. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to be on the field. Right. That's crazy. So check this. We're going to run the break real quick. Uh, we're, we're joined here on the Ken Gang Show with uh, number 1971, number one, however you want to call him, Scott Patchen, current defense end at Colorado State. Uh, we'll be right back. Give us about 30 seconds, and uh, we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle-Vailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
right, we're back, joined by uh, former University of Miami defensive end, former tight end Scott Patchy. Now, Scott, it's funny you mentioned like tight end you. Miami is known for tight end you, and you mentioned Chris Herndon. You know, not only was he really, really good at the University of Miami, and it's only really with one year that you really saw him being very productive, but what a humble kid. Like, you didn't yes. – not, not really social media friendly, just literally like in the background, no limelight, just play football. Yep, yep, absolutely. You know, the cool thing, too, is we played in the pinstripe bowl that one year. Chris came over to the hotel, man. He was chopping it up with us. I mean, he's just a real humble guy, you know, about that stuff. But it was just awesome to, you know, connect with him again and kind of just catch up with him, which was nice. So the pinstripe bowl, I remember being there. And uh, <laughs> oh, what a what a game. What a, it was a nice trip to New York City. Right? It, it, was, it was a nice <laughs> week in New York. Uh, listen, the game was just uh, a fill-in, like a little three-and-a-half-hour fill-in in my uh, – yeah. my, this time in New York, let's put it that way. But, you know, previous to that, you know, you go back to the year prior, you know, again, you talk about that 17 season. What a great 17 season, right? I think it's kind of a little smoke and mirrors a little bit. You know, we had some things happen. Obviously, the, the Daryl Langham catch in Florida State, um, the Georgia Tech catch, you know, there's some things that helped us get it there. Um, but, you know, the Orange Bowl game against Wisconsin, you know, again, that just that night alone, just to see the rock and the atmosphere, you know, Outcome aside, just being in, in in the hard rock, you know, kind of in that that bowl game. What was that like? Oh, man, it was awesome. You know, and every, every time, like you mentioned before, that season, there was a bunch of, you know, big-time games. I think Virginia Tech was another one, and obviously Notre Dame is the one that everyone's going to talk about for years to come. Right. But the atmosphere in that stadium when we were winning, I mean, was just – honestly, there isn't a few – there isn't a lot of games that I can compare it to. Um, I say it was just under – uh, I went to the national championship game when Florida played Oklahoma. My brother was there his freshman year. Yep. And I compare it to, I forget the, the DB came down and smacked the Oklahoma receiver. And that's like one of the highlights from that game that I'll always see and remember. But I compare it to that when the crowd was going crazy during that time. Um, for me, I mean, you know, that being in that stadium when you're winning, it's just going to be electric. And I think people know that, you know. You know, have you had the opportunity to – obviously, you got to experience the OB as a young kid, obviously. Like, the difference of playing at Hard Rock compared to playing in the OB, right? Obviously, it's it's night and day. Like, for, for the younger generation, like, who play today at the Hard Rock, like, that atmosphere at the OB – now, you talked about, you know, you should get, you know, beer spilled on, you know, like – First of all, you don't even know if that was beer. That might have been pissed for all we know, right? Because like it, it was, it was that bad. You know what I mean? But there was literally nothing like the OB. You know, and a lot of kids today they don't understand what the Orange Bowl was like. But obviously, you didn't get to play there, but you got to be able to be there, see it, mm -hmm. witness it. You know, that crowd was just electric. Yeah, you know, and it's sad that not many people are going to be able to experience what you know we were able to. I would say, but yeah. Um, that being said, it's still pretty good. You know, like. It's, it's not going to be as consistent as the OB was, but um, you're right about that. I don't know how much more I can keep, you know, kind of thinking. <laughs> you're right. Man. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, so even let's, let's go back to that Clemson. Like a lot of people, and I say a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of fans are, they're fair weather fans, right? And, and I think you'd be the first one to admit, like, again, Miami fans, they'll love you when you're winning, but they will literally rip you a new one when you're losing. And again, you're just a fan. Like, for me, I don't care if you're 0-11, 0-12, 1-10. I'm going to be there from literally five hours when the gate opens to literally when the last bus is pulling out. Like To me, that's been my life for 
since really 1991. Like I don't change. I'm mm-hmm. getting older. I feel like my body's breaking down a little bit more, but obviously, you know what? It just, it makes me who I am. You know, I love the university of Miami. And like you mentioned, Miami will always be your home. And for me, Miami will always be my team. I will not waver at all. Um, how do you feel about some of the fans as far as social media and, and how they take things to the extreme? You know, uh, a lot of fans are going to take things to the extreme. You know, we'll see that night and day every day. But um, that being said, I think, you know, if they just, you know, had a little bit of perspective about what goes in each and every week, you know, like they get mad at players because they don't perform the way that they think they should. But the reality is sometimes as a player, you're put in this box and you can't really do much more than what the play is telling you to do. So that's one thing, first off. And the second thing is they don't see the week-in and week-out struggle, you know, of understanding the concepts going into that game, the preparation it really takes. So maybe something a fan catches online that's awesome, you know, but it wasn't presented that way, you know, possibly in your preparation leading up to the game that maybe you know. Um, So that's just another thing to take into. So I would just say, honestly, having that perspective of understanding what goes in each and every week to that single game and how much you pour into it, that it's a – you're going to miss things here and there, you know. But the little things, you know, they'll go unnoticed, but – I think understanding that a little bit more and having a little bit of perspective kind of gives you that understanding of like, it's not the easiest thing, but it's easy to be a Twitter warrior now, you know, (laughs) ain't that the the truth. (laughs) Like, obviously, you know, when I was first coming into Miami, I could tweet all day, you know, and I still can, but like the more I got, you know, the more years I went through in college and the more I got older, you know, kind of realized just to speak less and listen more, you know, because, like I said, it's easy to talk on Twitter, but is it easy to understand what you're doing week in and week out, you know, and having right. perspective, you know, like, cause I can sit here and point out things that I think are going wrong, you know, for example, you know, maybe that North Carolina game for Miami last year, but I didn't know the game plan for that week. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish at the end. They of the weren't game. trying to accomplish anything, obviously. So. <laughs> I get it, you know, but you, you know, it happens, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, there was a lot of probably finger pointing going on from the fans towards the players, you know, but they didn't deserve that, man. The game no. fell apart, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, as a player, all you can do is all you can do, you know, within your box and within your play calling, you know, um, anything outside of that, you're kind of getting lucky, you know, obviously guys are athletic freaks here and there, you know, uh, you know, more so at Miami, I would say than a lot of other schools, but that being said too, what you can do inside your box within your limitations of the plays and everything like that, you know, um, just having that understanding, you know, I think leads back into, you know, the perspective I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Well, the past is the past. Let's talk about the future. Colorado State University, you got, you're got you a Ram now. Obviously, <laughs> what made you decide to, to go to Colorado State? Was there any other schools that you were looking at, or was that pretty much where you kind of were, were fixed on? Uh, so going through the process, I mean, I kind of heard from every conference except for – or every school for, except for maybe like Bama, USC, Texas, um, Oregon – like I heard from almost everybody pretty much again, kind of like recruiting, you know, in high school coming out again, it was really weird to be honest with you. Um, schools text you left and right, you know, but you know, uh, the only schools I really gave uh, attention to were Colorado state and, and FAU. Um, Kevin Patrick at FAU, really good defense line coach. No doubt. Um, <laughs> so and I, and I went up there after I put my name in the portal, he was actually the first person I went with and we sat in his office and talked ball for like two hours, you know, and I knew what Coach Adazio brought to the table with him, you know, taking care of my brother, you know, and coaching him all throughout the years. So I was like, all right, well, let's go check out, you know, CSU, you know, go go look at their D-line coach. You know, for me, the biggest thing was D-line coach. I wanted, you know, someone that was going to give me the meat and potatoes, someone that was going to help me take my game to the next level. Because ultimately, I was going to spend my last year with that coach more than anybody else on this planet, you know. So that for me was the biggest thing. Um, 
And I loved what both of them brought to the table. And the tiebreaker was the head coach. You know, I got respect for Taggart, um, but I have an endless amount of respect for Coach Adazio. I mean, I could talk about him for days. I'm a big Adazio stan. You know, I'm team Adazio all the way. Um, and even being here, you know, I, that relationship between me and Coach Adazio has only grown. Um, and my family is just extremely thankful for everything he's been able to do for my brother and me, that being said. Wow. That's great, man. I mean, obviously, position coaches are, again, that's who you're spending most of your time with, right? Your head coach is your head coach. But, you know, if you have a great bond, and listen, Kevin Patrick, like when I watched him at the University of Miami, like, bro, I was like, we don't have guys like that anymore, right? It's like, those are like the dying breeds, like the Kevin Patricks, the Darren Crines, you know, like just Miami doesn't have those like legitimate like DNs, like like the Rusty Medeiroses, like, again, I'm going like old school, right? Mm -hmm. Rusty. <laughs> you him when I first got to Miami because I was skinny. And, <laughs> oh. You know, I, he'll never probably admit this, but every year the D-line coach opened up at Miami, I would DM Coach Patrick when he was at NC State. Oh, and he gosh. was like, please come, please come, you know. Yeah. He's, well, he's probably still mad at me I didn't go to NC State because, you know, he, he had all these plans for me going to NC State. And, you know, it, I would have, you know, if, if CSU wasn't in the picture, I would have gone there. You know, I, I that's how much respect I had for him as a coach, you know. Yeah. Obviously seeing what he was able to produce out of, you know, chopping all those other guys at NC State, I, I just, you know, I was ready for that, you know. Um, and I think obviously coming to, you know, CSU and, and having this, you know, previous BC staff and what they were able to do with Harold Landry, you know, um, yeah. Mac Allen and other guys as well, you know, it, he also, you know, these coaches brought that to the table as well and, and the skill sets that those players were able to, you know, create when they were at BC. You know, so I was in a win-win situation, basically. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, look, you did – you went to a great situation there in Colorado State, man. I mean, 2020 All-Mountain West first team, so congratulations on that. You know, Phil Steele, who's probably the, you know, the foremost authority on predictions and everything. I mean, he, he put you in the All-Mountain West first team for, for him as well. Um, you know, and then, I mean, if you look at the, you know, your production last year, I mean, you played in four games. You lived in the backfield, man. I remember pulling up a Colorado State game, man, and, and you were just eating, man. I mean, five and a half sacks, man, for 45 yards. So, you know, I mean, I, I look at that decision that you made. I mean, we couldn't be happier for you because I think you've just put yourself in an awesome position uh, for the next level, right? So, yeah. you know, even coming back this year, being able to have a full year that's not COVID-shortened, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was you – know, and I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about that, a little bit about what the experience was like last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're just we're thinking the world of everything coming for you. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I wish I had more games, honestly, because that would put me higher up on the list with the sack totals. And a lot of people won't, you know, like it either. But I played the hardest games in our conference, like, you know, Fresno State. They had these big tackles. And, like, I'm talking almost as big as the Wisconsin guy, you know. And, like, they were strong. I remember, you know, after the game, I was, I was like, you're probably the second best tackle I've ever seen, you know, playing in college. Wow. And I, mean, I mean, like – and I played against a lot of the good guys. The Wisconsin guy, to me, was the best. I forget his oh. name off the top of my head, but he was just so quick, and he had the size, and his hands were like lightning, but they were stronger. The same. That guy was on another level, but this guy was almost there. And so he was like a big six seven guy. He was like 335 through 40, and it was tough, man. But, you know, I, I worked hard that game too. And then I played, you know, Boise State, obviously, is a well-respected school. Um, San Diego State, I think, had one of the better run games last year mm -hmm. in college football. Um, who else did we play? Oh, and Wyoming. And Wyoming, had, yeah, they're, they're always big up front, too. Like, I honestly didn't know much about Wyoming other than that quarterback from the Bills was there. Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, you know, Wyoming's got this big offensive line. I was like, all right, you know, I was in the ACC. Like, I was, you know, 
Like I've, I've seen some big offensive linemen now, you know, but like they have some big <laughs> Midwestern guys out here, you know, and like, yeah. and not every one of them is going to be a first round pick. No, but like they, they got some gems out here in this conference now, you know, and I, I didn't know it was going to be like that, but like, and I played, you know, the better ones in the conference last year. I didn't get to play against maybe like a Utah state or some of the other ones that didn't perform that well last year alone. Do you play Utah state this year? I don't know if I do or not, but like you oh, know, Coach Band and all of them were out there. <laughs> Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerman, all those guys out there. <laughs> Honestly, Zucker's one of the coolest guys at Miami for me. You know, like trying to learn Coach D'Onofrio's defense, I would say I was in his ears a lot. Wow. You know? And another person too was Demetrius Jackson. I love DJX. DJX. Oh, DJX. Number 31. <laughs> I talk to DJX all the time. I love him, man. And he's. You know, he was really like an older brother. Him and Trent Harris, I used to be in their ears every day my freshman year trying to learn that defense. Just saw Trent last weekend. You saw saw Trent? Yeah, I was at Paradise Camp. You know, obviously, you know, I went to Paradise Camp, and uh, I saw Trent. Trent was kind of one of the guys that was kind of – they brought back like 40 alumni. And uh, so Trent came back and kind of, you know, helped out and was, you know, working with the kids and stuff. But, you know, Trent's my guy, man. Like, you know, listen – and, again, I always try to show respect, right, to me. He walks up and I'm like, yo, three, three, you know, because like to me, you put that number on like that's how I'm going to respect you. Like I'm going to call you by your number because I think you've earned that. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I actually just posted a uh, I don't know if you saw it. I posted I a picture did, of him actually. and I, I thought you know, that was an old one. No, literally, that was just last week. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I look young still, but, you know, that was definitely an old. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Trent, listen, you know, Trent, DJ, you know, and I'm happy for DJ, too, because DJ's coaching high school ball now. Um, you know, it, it's good to see other people you know, giving back to communities and things like that, you know, so I was really happy to see DJ get involved in, you know, coaching. Um, some people like, you know, they, they take, they take the good routes and sometimes, sometimes they take the bad routes, you know, obviously, you know, you've had some former teammates who it didn't pan out for them and they've kind of, you know, I don't want to use the word knuckleheads, but some, some of those are knuckleheads and, you know, things happen, you know, you're in a situation out there at Colorado state, Again, and you didn't go by yourself, right? So you have a former teammate at the University of Miami and, and Paul Lindy who kind of decided to go out to Colorado State. Has that been beneficial having somebody that you already knew, like going out to Colorado State with you? Yeah, you know, and Brian was looking at some other schools too. I know you had some other um, schools looking at him too, but uh, ultimately he felt like he fit in really in that, you know, pro-style offense a lot. So I think this was a good decision for him too. Um but it was easier with him coming out here. I will say, you know, having that person, you know, that just gets you because we were roommates in Miami. I mean, um, I'm actually not living with him anymore. He he moved in with the quarterback here, uh, Todd, and um, and I think now he's living with a couple of other guys on the team in the house. But um, it was easier, I would say, just be, just having that person that you know, like you you get, you know, you work out with, you grind it with, and then you go. Yeah. And you repeat, you know, so that was cool. And then we got to compare and contrast, you know, our times at CSU and Miami together, you know, um, the good and the bad and all that. So, I mean, that, that's pretty cool, you know, because not many people are going to understand that same experience you just went through. But to be able to sit there and analyze, like, you know, what was better, what was, you know, what was worse, you know, like how we can compare and contrast. It's just funny and it's awesome, you know, it gives yeah. you perspective, you know. That's crazy. So I'm going to hit you with a couple of rapid fires. We got about a minute and a half and we don't want to take, you know, too much of your time. And I definitely appreciate you joining us. So I'm going to throw some rapid fire questions out to you. You just answer them the way you want. And uh, let's see how, how this works. Bird, you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. So I am going to hit you with either. And you just pick your answer. Van Wilder or Steve Stifler? Van Wilder. <laughs> All right. Since you're in Colorado State, obviously, you know, there's a surf or ski. Surf. 
Okay. For the boy at heart. There you so go. All right. So this is going to be kind of a maybe a difficult one for you. Number one, number 19, or number 71? Number one. Oh, he's taking a new well, school. Like, you know, I think mad respect for everybody that wore 71 before me. But number one is the is the one that, you know, I'll make hopefully more waves in. No, nah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, a little food question. Yeah. Italian or barbecue? Italian. Really? So, so dad's what, side what, of the family is Italian. Mom's side of the family is Cuban. So Sundays, you growing up, we used to go over and have meatball and spaghetti at my grandma's house. And she would make some other things, you know, uh, eggplant, other things like that. But um yeah wow italian that's good stuff all right so listen we're gonna wrap it up for this this segment so scott we're gonna go to break we want you to hang on real quick uh but uh we're gonna go to break real quick uh thanks for joining us on the Kang gang radio show on sirius xm channel 145 slam radio we'll be back in a minute hey look what i found a radio radio this is sirius xm 145 slam radio There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, fine. it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a little thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. 
There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. everybody we're back again great great two segments with former university of miami defensive end and now current colorado state ram defensive end scott passion like bro he uh legitimately i'm happy for that guy man i hope that uh this season obviously only having four games last season you saw what his sack total was um full season my man might be up there in like you know 10 15 uh 10 15 sacks so uh but yeah man that, that's good so check this out man obviously you know it's my it's my oldest son's birthday. It's it's crazy, man. My man's 18. You know, it's like, you know, you're gonna get there soon enough. <laughs> there he is. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Look at this dude. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, buddy? See, you're How 18 you now. Now you're an officially an adult. So happy birthday yeah. for us, man. Now you can come hey, and hang you. on the show with me and your dad, man. <laughs> I don't know if I want him to be hanging on the show with me because I'm a bad enough influence as it is, you know. Meanwhile, like, I'm sitting here eating ice cream, you know what I mean? Like, I literally. That's what like, I didn't just do, come man. home for me and a whole cheesecake. Oh, man. Where would y'all go for dinner? I know you guys went for dinner tonight. Yeah, we uh, we head up to uh, Texas Day Brazil. Oh, there you go. Green card all night long. You already exactly. know. Exactly. You already know. Can we say that? What? Green card? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just, I don't know, man. It's 2021, man. We got to be careful with everything just, around now. Bro, throwing it out there, bro. Just throwing yeah, it out there. You know, my favorite thing at Texas D Brazil, though, is the bananas that they bring on the side, man. You know, like with the, the caramelized. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, on the table. Bro, those are unmatched, man. Unmatched. Oh, my goodness, man. So, so, so Zach, what'd you do on your birthday, man? Uh, so I hit up the beach this morning, drove down, just kind of hung out there for a while, uh, came home, uh, kind of had lunch, and then uh, came here, came to Pop's house, uh, and then it started pouring down rain, so I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to the pool. So I set that's up my Florida. speaker. I j- that's Florida, exactly. So I set up my speaker, jumped in the pool, hung out there for a while, took a nap, and nice. then uh, we, went, we went to dinner. Yeah. Nice. 
if you listen to him just a minute ago, he says, I, I drove to the beach. So <laughs> he just got his license. He just got his permit, bro, like like two weeks ago. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about today's kids and today's generation. They think they can just like like ease their way through life and like with no responsibilities. Like when I was like 15, I was dying to get my permit. When I turned 16, like, bro, like I bought my first car. Like, Bro, full-time job and all. Oh. Oh, bring me all the money, man. <laughs> Kids today. So Zach's got a, uh, you know, he's got a job. So, so Zach, so, so tell everybody where you're working at. So talk to me. So I work at Kids Foot Locker down in Core Square. <laughs> but uh, right. I also get transferred to foot, like normal Foot Locker, Foot Action, Champ. So I can work anywhere there. Good. Good stuff, man. Yeah, our boy, uh, our boy, E is the store manager for, uh, for Kids Foot Locker over on the West Coast, man. So shout out to Rasta. Miami 305 edits. Miami 305 <laughs> edits. Make sure you follow them. So, Zach, I, I got a couple questions for you, man. I mean, you and I have hung out. We we, we hung out at the uh, at the uh, the bowl game this year and everything, man. And you know, I, I was kinda... hung out. He literally sat in the, in the seat with on his like with his, with his head phone. down. That's, that's what kids do. That I mean, you know, these they sit on their phone all day and everything. But hey, no, still... I just waited for the bowl game to start. I actually watched the game. Listen, yeah. you do, you do, but. You know, growing up, man, talk to me about some of the memories going going to games with your dad. And before you answer it, you know, dad's been, dad's been sharing some pictures online of you growing up, right? And I, I'm like, I, I expect nothing less, but I'm seeing pictures of Zach with the with his haircut, with a giant U in it, with yeah, his hair dyed and stuff. Know. And I'm like, man, I'm like, it, it, it's no joke, man. You know, Gr- Grayson's middle name's Kane, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a real one, man. So, so talk to me a little bit about a couple of the memories growing up, going to games and everything with your dad. All right. So, I mean, I've been obviously I've been going to the games since I was like, like since like birth. I mean, I probably I probably was born, and then he's like, all right, listen, we got we got a game on Saturday. We going. So I was probably at that game right after. <laughs> but so I mean, so we've been to tons. We've been to bowl games. We've been to out of state games, and those are some of my favorites. Like we've taken sure. trips to Nebraska. We've taken trips to Chicago. Uh, we've hit a ton of different states just for different bowl games. We went to Clemson one year. So, I mean, all those different road trip games were just where it's just me and him chilling in the car, going up to see the games. I mean, those are great. But, I mean, I then just being able to tailgate afterwards, We obviously we got the crew we got the crew down there. We can just yeah. hang out, chill out. I mean, you saw the you in my head. I've been a hardcore <laughs> fan since I was, I was real young. But, I mean, I've spun – I've I got the painted hair. I've spun the uh, the hurricane warning machine. I've ran through the I've ran through the tunnel. I mean, I I love Miami game. Miami games are Miami games are home. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Cole, what? <laughs> let me ask you a question, Cole. I know you're our host here, man. But you know, all the games that you've gone to Zach with, which one like stands out in your mind the most? Like when you think about going to a oh. game with him, man. Uh, we better be thinking about the same one. Well, I, I mean, obviously there's there's some good ones. Uh, I think the one that really stands out to me more is playing Notre Dame in Chicago, only because that was his first that was his first road trip. He was nine years old. Um, I felt like he was old enough to be able to to handle a road trip. It was a neutral site, um, you know. So again, you know, we kind of flew up to Chicago and um, you know, kind of hit the Chicago scene. Went to the Bean. You know, obviously the game, the outcome of the game, you know, wasn't where what I wanted to. But at the same time, bro, super cold. Uh, you know, we hit we hit up like Navy. I think I just posted that picture a little bit. We were in like Willis Tower. 
Willis um, Tower. You know, we went to Navy Pier. We did that stuff. But, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do is be able to, and obviously Zach's getting older, um, you know, hopefully with Grayson, it's the same way. You know, Zayden, like my middle son, like he doesn't really like football. He doesn't really care about it. He'll play at school and stuff like that, but he doesn't want to go to games. Um, but, you know, going to Chicago was great. Then, uh, you know, Nebraska was fun. It was just, you know, you go to Nebraska, right? Like obviously they're not as good as they used to be, you know, just yeah. like Miami's not as good as we used to be. But it's like that experience of, you know, the black shirts and, you know, being, you know, you know, being there. But when you fly in Omaha, you go right by, you know, TD, you know, TD Park, right? So mm-hmm. where the College World Series is. So it was good just doing those type of things. Obviously, you know, the Florida State game in 2017, Zach and I went up to, um, mm. you know, and it was just, <laughs> you They're know. So, <laughs> with the ground. <laughs> They're <laughs> And then, you know, obviously breaking the street, you know. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. The, so, I mean, any, anytime you can go away, obviously, you know, we went up to the pinstripe bowl a couple of years ago, which was just brutal, but you know, again, you spend a whole week in New York. Um, so, you know, road trips are always great. You know, obviously he doesn't go on as many as, as I would like for him to go, obviously school or now with work and you know, now he's getting ready to go off to college, man. You know, he, uh, he, you know, he checks in and I think about another month or so, and he's going to go up to uh, Bob Jones university in South Carolina. So it's literally not too far from, you know, from Clemson, but it's yeah. up that way, you know? So he's, uh, he's becoming an adult. Let me put it that way. It's awesome, man. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's like you blink your eyes and he's going off to college, man. Uh, My daughter's 11 and it's like, I still remember like, you know, being a little bump on a log, man. And now here she is all grown up and, you know, her own women, but you know, she is a huge Canes fan, man. So I'm, I'm definitely glad that I, that, you know, that we're raising them right out here, man, you know? I mean, obviously, what else would they do, right? I mean, obviously, I think the parents, you know, like from Maria's perspective, like, you know, her son, Ryan, you know, he's a Florida Gator, you know, and there's nothing I can do to change that. You know, his dad went to UF, um, but, you know, my kids, my house, like, bro, it's orange and green. It's, it's, there's no wavering on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, you'll, you'll go to Ryan's games and everything. But you know you're going to be orange and green. You're going to be orange and green head to toe, <laughs> right? <laughs> you already know. What's funny is Maria. We tell you like, obviously Maria knows that it's all um. Yeah. But what's funny is like, I think she does it to, to to aggravate me sometimes. You know, Grayson has a knack. Like we went to Paradise Camp a couple uh, like two weeks ago, whatever it was. And while we were down there, um, they had the tackling dummies. I don't know if you saw the the video I posted, mm-hmm. but. He's over there, tack- like out of nowhere, took it upon himself to run over there and start hitting, hitting the tackling dummies. Oh, and boy. then Zach McLeod was over there, and Zach was kind of holding them up for him. And, like, you know, yeah. but he, he, you could tell that he already has that knack for potentially playing football, right? Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, he's going to Clemson. He's going to Alabama. He's going to Ohio <laughs> State. And I'm like, okay, fine. I, but I'm telling you, I damn sure will be wearing orange and green. <laughs> In that stadium, <laughs> like I'm telling you, I don't care where my kid goes. My kid could have my kid could be the Gatorade National Player of the Year, and starting who knows where, but not the University of Miami. Yeah. But I'll be wearing orange and green to his games. You already it's, know, bro. I, I don't waver, man. I'm not changing. <laughs> you know, and and so hopefully in in, in 2035, 2036. He's inking that LOI, you know, to sign the university. Well, hey, that, that little man's got the motor for it. We know that, man. Well, you know, and obviously he's got, you know, big brothers, you know, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You know, it's a little hard for Zach. I mean, obviously, Zach, you know, he just turned 18, you know, and he wants to, you know, trying to play with a three-year-old. You know, I get it, right? It's not, like, the ideal situation. But, you know, everybody does their part. And, you know, Grayson yeah. just wants to be around his brother. It's funny how, like, he loves his brothers. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, you know, I have a little brother. Um, I have six sisters. Um, I think I talked to one out of all of those. So, like, it, it's, it's different, man. You know, like, Grayson just wants to be around his brothers. And, yeah. you know – Obviously, him going with Zach on the way to college too. I think it's going to be beneficial too. So it gives us an opportunity to take a couple of little road trips, you know, do some sightseeing and things like that. So That's should awesome, be man. should be fun, bro. I know I'm going up there kind of mid August when he goes to uh, to check into school. I'll, I'll fly up there. I'm not driving. Like I will definitely. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just fly and catch a rental car up there because. I mean, I think it's like 10, 11 hours to drive straight through, and I'm not, I'm not doing that. It's just not happening. It's like, no. it's like 14. 14 like hours. 14. Ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's on the north end of South Carolina too, right? Yeah, it's like oh. right on the border of north. Listen, if I ever drive up north, like drive up to the city or D.C. <laughs> or whatever, like my wife will tell you, you know, I'm good driving, and I always drive, like everywhere we go, every time. But the one part that I cannot stand driving is that whole stretch of 95 in South Carolina, man. There is literally <laughs> nothing on that stretch of, North, of 95 in, North, in South That's Carolina. That's like going to Tallahassee, going across 10. Oh, literally. bro. You make the, you make the uh, left off the of 75, and it's like, oh, once you hit yeah. 10, it's like garbage. It's like there's nothing to do on 10 for two hours. Yeah, I think the, I think the biggest attraction is, uh, what is it, the, uh, the, the, the big truck stop that they have on the way uh, there, just past 75 <laughs> and I-10. That's it. That's all you're seeing there. I'm telling you, man. So, Zach, what uh, what, what are you looking to do when you get to school? Look, what are you looking to major in? What, what's your goals? All right. So when I get up there, I already have my major picked out. So I'm majoring in history. So I'm getting my bachelor's degree in that. So okay. it's a four-year study. So I'll be up there eight semesters. So I graduate, hopefully, class of 2025. I'll be out. And then after that, I'm going for my master's. And then that's going to take me another two years. And then after that, I'm going for my doctorate, all in history. Look at you. So, event- yeah. <laughs> so, eventually. Bro, you're not supposed to come well, on here and make us look bad, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But at least you had your head on the shoulder, uh, right? At least absolutely, had- man. I think, the, I think that's so awesome. You got the plan set up and, you know, you, yeah. you know what you want to do with your life, man. And. You know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of you for that, man. I think that's uh, I think that's awesome, man. So, and come to find out, my man's got a little girlfriend up there already. Oh, dude, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I went up to orientation about two weeks ago. We had it in the summer. It was just like you come up, see see like your starting classes, meet your professors, stuff like that. And, uh, so like, it was like a Friday and Saturday thing. And so Friday night we got paired in like these different groups and stuff. So I saw this one girl, I thought she was pretty cute. We just started talking. And then the day after she comes up and she's like, Hey, you're really cute. Can I get your number? And I was like, yes, yes, you can. So I gave her my number. We've been talking for a while. Nice. Nice, man. Well, good. Good for you, man. What's her name? Her name's Julia. Julia, yeah, okay. She's great. All right. Yeah. All right. Look at this, man. Guys, this kid's growing up right before your eyes, man. Crazy. I mean, what am I going to do, man? It's just, oh, it's, man. You still got to go through it two more times, bro. 
bro. Like yeah. when, when, so obviously today is Zach's birthday. Tomorrow is Zayden's birthday, right? So, oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, you know, tonight we went out to Texas Day Brazil, had a little, uh, had a little dinner. And I don't mind it. Like it's, it's decent food, you know. Uh, tomorrow, Zay wants, we're going to go to Benihana. So we're going to hit up Benihana tomorrow night. <laughs> God, man, my stomach is going to be on fire. So, you know, watch, so, watch the volcano. <laughs> oh, bro. So, Bert, when you go to Texas Day Brazil, like, is there any like specific type of meat that you like while you're there? You know, honestly, man, this is going to sound weird, but like salad bar. Lobster fist. No. Yeah, like, dude, I love, I love that. I love that appetizer bar, man. Like I said, the uh, bananas, bro. Like, that's what I go in on. Now, I, I still, I'll eat, you know, the, the bacon wrapped, uh, you know, bacon wrapped fillet and the chicken and all that stuff that comes around, man. But, um, but yeah, man. I mean, that place is, that place is intense, man. You got to go there, meat and business, ready to eat. Yeah, like to me, like the spicy picanha is hands down the best thing that they have there. I mean, I can do the flank and I can do the filet mignon wrapped in bacon. And, you know, even their ribs are pretty decent from time to time. Um, but, man, that, that spicy picanha. And then, obviously, you know, you get that. I didn't get it tonight. Zach got it because it was his birthday. But that Brazilian cheesecake, Ooh, fire, boy. bro. Fire. Dang, and the problem was, like, and, and I was good tonight. I didn't have any sodas. Pure water, bro. Like I, I and then I, I come home and I'm eating this big old quart of ice cream. <laughs> I know. I was just about to say you're all you're all bragging on the no the no soda, but you're over here sucking down a ton of ice cream. Oh man, like hey, that's that's not even like a little bowl of ice cream, man. You got the bro, whole so this thing. Is, so Maria bought this for me last night. I swear to God, she left the one and got it for me because again, like I love this, right? Didn't even know she came home. I, I ended up sending her a text while we were recording. I'm like, are you okay? Had no idea that she had dropped it on the counter and like I guess went to bed. Like I didn't even know that she was home, and so it was kind of melted. So I had to put it back in the freezer. So, but uh, no, but that's when it's the best, man. When it's a little bit melted, uh, man. Oh, yeah, man. you already yeah. know. <laughs> All right, so Bird, it's uh, we're, we're finishing up the first hour here on the Ken Gang Radio Show. We're joined by Co Junior. Um, you know, so we got to go to break. So Bird, holla at us, take take us a break, and uh, let's wrap up this first hour. All right, you are listening to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back in just a moment. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vilo. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 
Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. First hour done, second to be done. We got to get through this. I mean, we got a whole nother hour <laughs> now. So, Bird, a lot of things going on. Obviously, we're still yeah. joined by uh, by Short Dog, so he can he can hang on with us as long as he wants. But let's talk about some recruiting situations and some recruiting mm. news. Obviously, a couple things didn't go Miami's way the last couple of days, and uh, people are up in arms. Talk to me about that, <laughs> man. <laughs> Look, like here's the deal, man. I mean, everybody's going crazy. They're losing their minds when these 16 and 17 year old kids make these decisions, man. And it's just, I mean, it's it's too much, man. You know, like here's the thing: like even if we go and we put five or six kids in this class, right? You're gonna be able to fill everything with the transfer portal, right? So I'm not worried one bit about any of this stuff, man. You know, I'm not worried at all. Like. And again, my stance has not changed or has not wavered. Like, yeah, I kind of get into the recruiting because I think it's interesting to see who potentially could land at the University of Miami. But at the same time, until those kids sign, like, I really don't care. Like, Miami has been known as decommitment youth for like the last couple of years. You get this nice momentum going, and next thing you know, you lose two, three in a row. Next thing you know, oh, I'm I'm decommitting. I'm decommitting. I'm decommitting. So until a kid signs, and even that doesn't mean anything that much anymore because of the whole transfer portal. You know, you look at Christian Williams and you know Jaron Williams and you know these guys like oh, you know Lorenzo Lingards. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. a cane. I'm a cane. I'm a cane. My dream school. So you're not getting any burn. Next thing you know, I'm entering the transfer portal. Yeah. You know, but I, I you know at the end of the day like. Maybe there's an opportunity why you're not getting playing time and you have to go somewhere else. Maybe you're, you're, you know, three, four, five on the depth chart. Maybe you want to go to a different school in order to try to, you know, make up some time and get some playing time. I, I don't know every reason, but, you know, until the kids sign, I really don't want to get too hyped up. You know, obviously yeah. we're in a bunch of groups where we hear a bunch of different things. And, you know, again, people are losing their minds over 17 years. People are losing their losing minds their over mind. 14-year-old, you know, freshman quarterbacks. Like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I love, like, just the whole, like, recruiting thing because I'm just such a, a huge college football fan, right? So I enjoy it. I enjoy following it. You know, and I'll, I'll – I will 
tweet at recruits, right? But not anything other than, you know, a GIF or, you know, say, hey, good luck or something, you know, but you have grown men that are out here attacking these kids, man. I mean, like, you know, oh, you're going to, this is such a terrible choice for you and you shouldn't be going there. And oh, that coach you're going to play for is an idiot. And then, oh, this kid didn't want to come here. So our coaches are idiots. Like, you know, people need to chill with that stuff, man. Like, just, just keep it moving, man. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's what, it what, is, what it's are you going to do, right? But yeah. the more and more, the more and more that recruiting gets bigger and bigger and bigger, like you're going to have the same thing. Half of the guys that are on these message boards and in these groups, like they don't even live here. They don't even go to games. Like, <laughs> so why does it even really matter to you? Yeah. Well, that's the thing with social media. Everybody feels they're an insider, right? Because you read 24-7 sports articles and you read every article that comes out so you feel you have the pace of it. And, you know, really these reporters have gotten so intertwined with these kids that it's just not even a surprise anymore. I mean, half of the half of the surprise of commitments used to be like, you know, hey, there's five hats on the table. You have no clue which one they're going to pick right. up and put on, right? And you're like, you know, there's five fan bases sitting in there like, I hope he picks mine, I hope he picks mine. But it's like I pulled the toll in commitment today. Yep. And I and I knew I knew he was going to go LSU, right? Just because of everything, all the crystal balls that you read, all the articles that you keep up with, and everything. But I like thought about it at the end. I'm like, this isn't even fun watching these kids' commitment videos anymore because there's no suspense in it, you know. So it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it's it, the, the crystal balls are almost always accurate now. Pretty close. Um, I mean, pr- pretty yeah. close. I mean, you know, the, I think the only one that that threw the curveball and you know was awesome that he did was James Williams, you yeah. know, because he he caught Wilt Fong, you know, on the with the Georgia prediction, and then out of nowhere, came up and said, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it my way, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna keep it home, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rep for my city, which is awesome. But you know, I'm waiting for one of these recruits to come up and like you know put all signs pointing towards somebody, and then go out and just come out with a completely different you know, choice and throw everybody off, you know? I don't know how that would change anything because, again, at the end of the day, these are just guys with, like, crystal ball predictions. It's not like it's written in stone. Um, But they know because they've got – it's not even the kid that they're talking to. It's, you know, a member of the family (laughs) or it's – or it's a coach, you know, it's their high school coaches that they that they have connections with. So, you know, I don't even think they're getting the intel from the kid. I think they're getting the intel from people that the kid's telling – where it's like, you know, hey, he's going, he's going with Michigan, right? You know. So I don't know if you see the comment that that, that just popped up. It says, <laughs> "Does does hey bird recruiting matter yet?" <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's what it's July. <laughs> recruiting matters come December. So yeah. now my thing is this, and I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna air out dirty laundry, but oh, I certain, just saw who made that comment too. So I'm, I'm not <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna air out dirty laundry. All I'm saying is there's a certain school up north that oh, literally God. is taking everybody who will commit to that school Bro. just so they can pad numbers. Listen, there's there's no way to explain, but like when, when you look at it, if you want to look at the classes, their average on their people that they're building in is like high 80s like 88 89 something along those lines we're up at the 92s man you know so they're like you said that's just a sign that they're just taking anybody listen they do have some they do so to be fair they literally have you know they're the best Hunter. kid in the class they have the best kid in the class like i, I don't question. think i don't think mccall state i don't think 
Yeah, McCauley's thick. <laughs> McCauley's thick. But so I did watch that Under Armour like Fab Fifty the other night, and I did watch that kid AJ Duffy from IMG. My okay. man was he was slinging it. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, he was spinning the ball pretty nice. Um, you have three kids. I do. I do have three kids. <laughs> Zachary, Zayden, and Grayson. I appreciate you telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pertle. Pertle, listen, all he has to do is say, shoot me the link and we can chop it up. He's probably sitting, he's probably sitting there, you know, he's probably sitting at home out in his front yard or driving around on his golf cart, smoking a little cigar. He's he's gotta ask the wife if he can come on first, man. He has no, 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 no. He has to make sure that Wi-Fi is in check. Make sure his Wi-Fi is good. <laughs> he was on. He was on that Boost Mobile Wi-Fi last time he came on. <laughs> oh, and in all honesty, man, he's such a good dude, though, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. through and through. Like, and again, we talk about, and he and he knows his stuff too. Like, he he yeah. knows he knows football, man. And uh, but yeah, he's legitimately a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. I just, you know, look, it's it's fun to cut it up with them, you know, because look, any any real Hurricane fan will tell you that we want Florida State to be good, right? We want to play them at their best, right? Because look, they they talk about the seven game streak. Well, guess what? We were terrible during that. Like that was our that was our worst, probably the worst dip in program history. Well, now they're in their worst dip in program history. So both sides are sitting there talking about, you know, oh, hey, we've got this, we got that, we, we're balling on you. Well, it needs to go back to like it was back in the day where when both when, it, when we played and it mattered, well, yeah, Miami won both, yeah. all the time. Well, when both of those teams are in the top five and you're competing, that one game can either make or break your national championship hopes. Like that's yeah. where it gets interesting, you know? Yeah, I, I want to go back and I want to look at it and I want to see when, when the game mattered, right, when both teams were, say, ranked, right? I don't even care where they're ranked, but what were the results when both teams were ranked? I guarantee you, man, like Miami has got to have stolen three or four <laughs> national championship seasons from them, man. Well, you remember, the one, you remember the one year that I think it was – I want to say it was 87. I think they came in number one – ranked number one in the country, mm-hmm. and they came into the OB, and I think we beat them like 31 nothing. Yeah, like, we, we blanked him. Bro. Yeah. I don't know if that was uh, – <laughs> I'm not sure if that was the Darren uh, – I don't know if that was a Michael Barrow, Tamaric Van overhit game. Mm. I, but, I mean, I know – that might not have been that game. But, man, like just those rivalries and, again, the, the quality of competition for both of those schools when they were really, really good really stood out to me. You know what's awesome? So, during Christmas, my wife is – ridiculous with Christmas, right? So she tells me, hey, you know, we're each going to do a Christmas tree. And I'm like, all right, bet I'm doing a Cane's tree. So so on my Cane's tree, I made a Christmas ornament. That's that picture of Bobby Bowden from the first wide right where he thought it went in. And then he's oh, like, and he wait, what? wait what? what? So what? I, got a, I got a picture of Bobby Bowden on my Cane's Christmas tree with that oh, confused oh, face. Like, he really missed that? That was for you, Pertle. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably trying to dig up something right now for us. <laughs> Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy how like how all their whole fan base is just, I mean, beating their chest right now. I mean, look, you look at it, anybody with, with two eyes knows that that team is in a lot of trouble this year, right? They have no offensive line. Uh, a quarterback with a plastic knee that they're probably going to play. Oh, look, look, hold on. Hold on. Here he comes. We got to read it for everybody. My Wi-Fi won't let me multitask. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He got that dial up over there. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
But look, yeah, any, yeah any, anybody knows, man, that's that's watching them. Like, look, games are, are, are won and lost on the line, right, yeah. on the offensive and defensive line. I don't care who you put back there, who you have slinging at a quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end. It don't matter. I don't care on defense, who's the linebackers, who's the safeties. If you're DBU, it don't matter. If yeah. you don't have people that play on the line that can keep – you know, they can keep the offense score and they can put pressure on the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. You got nothing. And that's why like Florida state this year, like they're a three to five win team, right? Like mm. at, at best, man, like they play a brutal schedule, absolutely brutal schedule. I think they play Notre Dame. They play Miami. They play Clemson. A um, couple other, a couple other schools. I can't so, off my head, but. So obviously Miami opens up with Alabama and then the following day, Notre Dame travels to Doak and plays FSU. I, I'm, I, and again, I'm still debating whether or not to maybe make it out to that game. Yeah, it just it all depends, man. Because I just I don't know. Obviously, I'm flying to Atlanta, so if I would go, either I'd have to catch a ride with somebody who's going or rent a car. Um, yeah. But I'm interested to see how that game plays out. I'm interested to see does Florida State compete? Are they are they competitive? No, number one. Or is Notre Dame – because I'm trying to see where the preseason ranking is going to be, right? Is mm-hmm. Notre Dame top 10, top 15? So give me a little bit more insight on on what I project Florida State to be. I mean, I think if, if Notre Dame is a top 10 program going into that game, I think potentially they can win by 17, 21 points. Yeah. Yeah, because, look, Notre Dame, one thing that they have is great offensive line and a good defensive line. Always solid. And we were just talking about the lines. Like, that's what tells me Florida State's going to get whooped in that first week, man. And that's not even me, you know, being a rival. Like, that's that's legitimate, like, honest prediction. Like, they find a way to to go in there and, and win win that game or even be competitive, and I would be absolutely shocked. I wish Pirtle was on because I wanted to ask him a question. And, again, Pirtle, if you're listening, just you, maybe you can, you know, shoot it in the comments. What happens if that first game McKenzie Milton gets hurt again? Who Ooh. are they? Who are they going to as far as a backup? Do they just go right to Jordan Travis, or is there somebody else like in the works? I know before there was uh, the kid Purdy, um, the brother plays. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see who would be QB two, because um, I don't think Jordan Travis is it. I don't think he's really a solidified quarterback. I think yeah. he's more of a kind of an athlete who could throw the football. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if something happens to McKenzie, you know, who their backup plan is. See, I, I disagree with you there, Co. I think in, in my mind, right, and look, we're, we're both not fans of that team, right? So, yeah. you know, what's my, uh, you know, what, what's, <laughs> what's my opinion You're worth, wrong. right? Right, yeah, what's, who, gives, who gives a damn, right? But I think, you know, with as bad as that line <laughs> is over there, I know we got to pull Kurt comment here, um, you know, but with as bad as that line is, I, I put Jordan Travis back there because of his ability to move on his feet and make plays, you know, when you look, I mean, he's a big reason why they were able to beat North Carolina last year. Well, that and special teams, they had a block punt for a touchdown, and there was a couple yeah, of yeah, things yeah. in there, too. So, it, if um, that game would have been five minutes longer, that's an L for them. Oh, man. You know, I, but the, the lasting memory, though, that I have with Jordan Travis is him doing an end around coming in Miami. <laughs> and I don't know where he threw the ball to, but JP, man, JP was oh, on. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> you, you know, and, and that's the hard part, right? Because, again, it, I, we can say the same thing. If, if Derek King is, is in, in full health, which I think, you know, he, he'll be in a high 90%, sure. you know, going in Alabama. But if he gets hurt, we're in the same boat. We either have TVD, Jay Garcia, or Peyton Matoka. Like, mm-hmm. we're in the same boat. 
Well, I think every school in the country has unproven guys behind, you know, their starters. Who, who's backing up in Al- who's backing up Bryce Young in Alabama? Do you know? No clue. Me neither. Yeah, it's probably somebody with zero experience, though, right? He doesn't have experience. Yeah, even Bryce Young doesn't. I mean, look, you know, a lot of people have been saying Miami's got one of the best quarterback rooms in the country right now. And, I mean, of course, you know, all that is is an opinion, right? I mean, we've only seen one guy play, right? And that one guy is a Heisman candidate. But, you know, I think you have some really high-profile guys behind him. I mean, TVD, there's a lot of excitement about, you know, I think – um, you know, Jake Garcia for a young guy. I mean, he's had a great attitude since he's been in here, you know, and he's he's had a lot of exposure, right? You know, you've, you've seen him front and center around the program. He's been yeah. working out. He's posting videos of him slinging it all the time, you know, um, and he was a highly, highly touted guy coming in here, man. So I think, we, I think we're in a great position if King does go down because you got to figure at some point in the year he's going to get knocked out. He's going to get concussed. He's going to, you know, something's going to happen and or- TVD or Garcia is going to have to step in. Or does he take the high road now and say, you know what? I have a lot of I have a lot of weapons. You got Will Mallory, what's a big target? Elijah Arroyo, mm-hmm. you know, you got Charleston Rambo, Harley. You know, your your running game is. I mean, have you seen how big Cam you know Cam Davis has gotten? Like, is he too big? <laughs> I mean, I, that's a legit question. When you see like this dude is swole. So you you know again we're talking Florida State. You know, remember Sammy Smith. And how big he yeah. was. I mean, again, like yeah. it's – and then they had another kid. Uh, man, I think he wore number six. I don't remember his was, name. Florida was, State. Six was Greg Jones. Are you going Greg back? Jones, yes. Yeah, Greg hey, Jones bro. was a – he was a damn monster. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just because you're big doesn't mean much. But, Bird, we got 10 seconds. We're going to go to break. All so, right. Zach, just hang on with us. We got to go to break real quick. So – all right, you guys are listening to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 
We'll be back with Kane Gang on SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another edition, another weekly edition of the two-hour show, the K-Gang Radio Show. We are on segment number Cinco. Wow. Cinco. Cinco. Number five already. Number five, bro. We are literally rolling through this. Uh, before we do anything else, I want to give a couple shout-outs, uh, a couple things that, you know, I, I've seen, a couple people I've seen, you know. Uh, give a shout-out to uh, Miami Flo. Um, you know, he's doing big things over there. Obviously, you know, uh, Eric – from, you know, Ed S305 just joined the Miami Flow. Um, you know, they have a great show that they do, talk a lot of recruiting stuff. So shout yeah. out to them, Bird. Who who you wanna who you wanna throw a little shout out to? Uh, you know, to uh you know, to our, our, our guys over at Slam Radio, man, you know, Frank and the Amigo. Uh now Little Amigo, I got to listen a little bit uh, to their show this How'd morning. How they sound? How they sound? They sounded, they sounded great, man. My uh 
my guy little amigo was in there trying to trying to stand in the paint defending his position on uh, on chris paul and i gotta say you know he, he uh you know they were trying to talk about where chris paul ranks all time and everything and um yeah, as, you know, far as, got, point, as far as point guard, yeah, I mean, you know, like, look, if he wins a, if he wins a championship, and you know, for me, right, and we can kind of go NBA here if you, if you want to, man. But uh, you know, for me, I mean, Chris Paul, man, you know, I haven't really appreciated that guy's game until really the latter part of his career and seeing how great he is. But uh, yeah, that guy's incredible, man. What he's went, what he's meant for this team, you know, I think Phoenix is is probably going to sweep Milwaukee. Um, you know, and that'll be their second sweep through these playoffs, man. And, you know, then they also beat both L.A. teams, man. So what Phoenix has accomplished is incredibly impressive, man. And I think it's because of uh, because of the Chris Paul edition. Right. You yeah. know, so shout out. Shout out to James Jones, NBA executive of the year. The U. 22 from the U. The U. <laughs> All right. So, Zach, I don't want to leave you. I know you're over there just hanging out. Talk to me. Uh, you want to give a shout out to anybody? To Julia. Oh wow! <laughs> I beat him to it. Uh, yeah, you, I was actually gonna see my roommate. My roommate, he's dope. You, you want to? Uh, you got you got Julia's email address. No, no. Well, you want to no. text her and ha- have her pop well, on the we show? We actually, <laughs> Zach, we actually have her email address, and she's actually in the lobby when you come on the show. So <laughs> I'm just playing. Imagine. I'm just playing. He's like, oh my gosh, you know, he would turn beat red right if that was crap. the case. <laughs> I already am. I got burnt when I was at the beach, so I'm already red. Man, I couldn't even imagine. Ooh. That would be fun. <laughs> See, um, we usually do that when we have players on, Zach, though. You know, we had uh, we had uh, Eric Winston on last week, and then we brought Joel Rodriguez on out of nowhere. And then when we had Joel on, we <laughs> did it to him. We have Quatrin Hill pop up. So, Bro, it's crazy. That's what um, we do. That's how we do things, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to, obviously – Today, obviously, it's it's a Thursday night. Um, obviously, you know we air tomorrow, but today we're 58 days away. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you think about 58 days away from kickoff. Um, there's there's been some great number 58s that played at Miami. Can you think well, of any? Barrow. Michael Barrow is 56. Ah, all right, come, you got me come on, Bird. Uh, 58. Dang. You you really threw me on the spot on that one, man. Uh, damn. You got to do me like that. All right, go ahead. Come on, you're gonna. You're, it's gonna be so obvious that I'm gonna sit here and be like, "God oh, damn, bro, Clay James." Oh yeah, the snapper. <laughs> Let's go, Clay James. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. So Clay James, shout out to Heather James too. That's right. Who was the that one thousandth baller of the Kane Gang. Uh, show profile on Twitter. So had yeah. to give her a shout out. We called it out on Twitter, but now we got to give her a, a live on air shout out for that one. But yeah, of course, Clay James, man. Come on. None other than. I mean, you have like Corn Francis. I mean, he actually just passed away yesterday, too. Oh, um, yeah. You know, yeah, I it's the, just. I saw the guys putting that up there. You know, again, today, today's been a little better than it was yesterday. Yesterday was a little tough, obviously, with my boy Jay Lamb passing. And, yeah. uh, you know, just life's too short, man. You know, like we, we can get wrapped up on so many different things, talking football and recruiting and away games and traveling. And, you know, when you really just stop to think about life, it's, man, like what's really a, a priority? Like where do we put our priorities? You know, obviously I have I have three kids, you know. Um, I have my, my future wife, um, 
you know, obviously, you know, you're married, you know, you have, you have your kid, um, you know, our priorities sometimes I think, you know, kind of get distracted. You know, we kind of take away from our priorities and like just talk nonsense most of the time, you yeah. know, but I think yesterday it kind of really hit me pretty hard and, you know, kind of put things into perspective about what's really a priority for me. You know, I, and Maria gets on me all the time, you know, and, and she's not wrong. You know, it's like you ever like you ever hate to admit when like your wife is right. Like, cause <laughs> bro, it's literally the worst thing that you can yeah. do is admit. Cause like, you're a man, right? Like you, you're yeah, a man, yeah. like, bro, right. like, like, I, I, like, you know, I'm the one that controls this stuff, but like deep down, man, like she's always yeah. right. No, they, look, they are, man. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, I'm blessed. I, you know, have an amazing woman that I'm married to. And, you know, it does kill me sometimes because she is right a lot of the time, man, like almost all the damn time, you know, and it's, it's crazy because she'll pick it out, you know, way ahead of time, like way down the road. Like, so like she'll call somebody out for something and I'm just like, you know, like, what? No, no, you're crazy. And then sure enough down the road, you know, whatever she called out is nail on the head. And it's just like, damn, you know, it's crazy. Um, the more and more I think about it, it's like, man, she's always right. <laughs> <laughs> you must have messed up, man, because you uh. Do me a favor. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna text you something, bird. Uh oh, all right. I'm gonna text. Something. Am I gonna put up on the screen? Uh, no. Okay. So send the link. Send the link to that. So. Uh oh. <clears throat> All right. I, I, I don't. I don't know if, if it, it'll it'll pop up or if, if that person will pop in, but you never know. So, you know, again, that, that whole situation with Jay Land, uh, you know, and it's crazy how you just see people like he was such a good dude. Like he literally was such a good dude. Uh, he would do anything for anybody. Um, you know, and, and I was talking to another buddy about it this morning, like. And I don't want to say this in a negative way, but there's so many scumbags that are in this world, right? Like literally just pure mm -hmm. scumbags, you know, and like they live 80, 90, 100 years old. And they're just, you know, they're scumbags. But then you have legitimate good dudes or good people and, you know, they get taken, you know, sooner than they probably should have. Does that make sense? Life is a crazy thing, man. You know, there's uh, there's no doubt about that. Mm. Definitely crazy, man. So, Zach, you were talking about you're going to do four-year bachelor's uh, at school. You talked about doing getting your doctorate, and you talked about doing what afterwards? So, after I get my master's, I plan on – starting at a college so college and university i know most people know but there's a difference so at a college you can teach with a master's but with a university you have to have your phd so mm -hmm. i hope to go for a couple years after my master's start working at a college uh teaching history obviously and then like slowly working my way up to my phd and then getting my phd and then transferring to a university to teach okay and how long do you think that uh, that's going to take? So with the bachelor's taking about four and the master's two, that's six already. Um, depending on how long I work, it could take me probably another 10 years until I'm where I, until I really want to be. So Lord. probably like, yeah, 
So 2830, I'm thinking, if not, maybe a little bit sooner, a little bit later. So, so Bird. Wow. When, when I was in school, I couldn't wait to get out of school. Bro. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even want to. I don't even want to tell Zach how how my education went, man. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't. I didn't need school anymore. Like seventeen years old, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> like, unless I was gonna play ball somewhere, or unless I was doing something like yeah. different. Like, I definitely wasn't trying to spend another yeah. ten years. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend my path to to, to you know to anybody, man. But I definitely. Uh, I kind of didn't need school <laughs> anymore. And uh, you know, I've done I've done very well for myself since I've since I've been out and you know got a great career at a great company, you know, and uh, you know do enough to keep you know make enough to keep the lights on and and, and live a good lifestyle, man. But uh, you know, it's definitely a crazy crazy path that I took to get here, man. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just trying to text somebody real quick. Hold on. All right. Uh, all right. So let me let me ask you something while while you're waiting for that person. So let's jump back into something Kane related, man. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. So all of the basketball players are coming back. <laughs> Isaiah yeah, Wong, Wong. I saw that. Cameron Mcgusty. Uh, we are in the top five for Jalen Duran uh, with with uh, you know two professional leagues as well as I think uh, Kentucky and and another school. Um, but they're saying this kid's a legit shot to end up over over here with us man so you know who knows what we're looking at basketball wise this year i mean that uh that ends up rounding out so let me ask you this though do you think that you move forward with still with coach l i I mean yeah i mean look I, i think all of college basketball is going to a younger style coach right um, you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the old dogs seem to be seem to be going down, but um, oh man, I don't know. I mean, he's he's who we got going forward. So you know what, I'm a, I'm a backup. I'm a rep. You know, I mean, is it time? I mean, think probably in my opinion, you know, I think I'd be ready to see some flush, some you know, some fresh blood back there running the program. Well, think about it, right? Duke Shashevsky is retiring, right? That's crazy to me. Okay, but and then Roy, Roy Williams, Williams stepped down. You yep. know. Um, at what point does Jimmy Beheim step down? As soon like, as this kid graduates, one hundred percent. But, uh, um, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy to see because you know even when you watch the Final Four, you look at Baylor, you know, you you look at the young guys that are there, um, you know, even Bill Self at Kansas. I mean, you know, he's been around you know college football. Uh, uh, Huggins at West Virginia. I mean, I, I used to yeah. follow him when he was at Cincinnati. Cincy, yeah, he's I'm, a Bearcats coach, bro. Like, like that that squad back then with like Kenyon Martin, all those guys. You know, I oh, feel yeah. if he didn't break his leg, like I thought Cincinnati was winning that thing hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely have to look at, uh, you know, at what point do you make a change? Because you're right. I think the college game is tra- transcending into a just a pure up and down type game. There's not a lot of sets, you know, so the older, the older coaches who even in the NBA, right. Even in the NBA, you look at something like you look at what's going on with Atlanta with Monty Williams, I mean, I'm with Phoenix with Monty Williams. Um, you know, Atlanta has Nate McMillan now, but like, you know, you have to be able to adapt to today's game. And if you can't adapt, yeah. it's going to hurt you. Well, the, the best coach in college basketball right now is the guy from Gonzaga few, um, and watching him and, and watching Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship game this year, I mean, I was blown away by how good 
how well coached those teams were, man. I mean, the the kid 45 from Baylor, I mean, that kid was a baller. Uh, Jalen Suggs, you know, I think that kid's the best player in the draft, even though they say that this this Cunningham is the perennial, you know, yeah, number one pick. Yeah. I don't see that either, right? Like, you know, like everybody's like, oh, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. Like, to me, like, I'm the GM. I'm taking Suggs, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's, it's going to be I'm, interesting to see what happens. I'm a, I'm a guy on the radio though, so you know what I mean. Like, who who am I to say who who they should take? You yeah, know? no doubt, no doubt. You know, I, I I was glad to see that a couple guys decided to kind of take their name out of the draft and decide to come back. I'm a I'm a firm believer, and I'm a huge proponent of college. Like, the the pros are going to be there. I mean, take the opportunity, spend the time in college. You know, just live it up, enjoy it. You know, again, you're still even though you're an adult you're still living that amateur life, you know, and there's, there's no guarantees when you get to the pros, why not yeah. come back and better yourself? At least it can't, it don't necessarily, you know, will hurt you. It could probably only benefit you in the long run. Well, look at every guest that we ever have on here and they talk about their time at Miami and how amazing it is for them. And, you know, the fact that, you know, those are some of the best times of their lives, right? You know, for me, <laughs> I mean, I know it's easy to sit back here and, you know, and, and, and say, Oh, I would, I would stay, but, you know, you look at all those people and they, all the times that, you know, everything that they talk about, about how amazing a time at college is, you know, you got to live in that moment, man. You know, yeah. like everybody's so quick to to leave that and go past it, man. But um, yeah, I, I hope that I hope that that's one of the benefits of this NIL thing, man. Like, you know, now that this thing's out here, um, it, it's crazy. Just like the way all this stuff's going. I mean. You know, you got agents that are like completely around these kids now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was one thing I didn't realize. There was like, uh, you know, one of one of the people in one of our groups is like, oh, hey, I got an internship at, at this agency. And he's like, and he started talking about a couple of our current players that were there. And I'm like, man, make sure that dude went in the in and out of the back door. I didn't even realize that these guys can sign agents to help them, you know, sell themselves and their product. You know, so that's that's wild to me. And then, you know, when you look at our recruiting, you know, the fact that we're in Miami, right? And how many sports uh, agents are based in Miami, right? Drew Rosenhaus, you know, the first round management team. There's, uh, you know, Lee Steinberg. There's a bunch of these guys. Legendary all, sports. I think Amon. Yeah, Richards. legendary. Yeah, you know, Amon's company. You know, like there's so much that's based in Miami. So, you know, the byproduct of that, I mean, look, I think that just as much as going to visit the campus for these kids is going to be going and visit you know, agents and going to visit. Well, look at American know. top team. Look what they yeah. do. Yeah. That's, which is amazing. You know, shout out to, uh, to, to uh, Dan and the, uh, and the American top team, um, you know, team for, for, you know, doing that. I mean, look, we're, we're trend setting <laughs> for this whole NIL thing, man. And, you know, with doing that's kind of the way the transfer portal, we're yeah. still, you know, two or three steps ahead with how we utilize the transfer portal than other teams are. And I think with this NIL thing, we're going to continue to be two or three steps ahead of other programs with this. Yeah. Now, you know, once other programs figure out how they can throw, you know, piles of money to people, you know, they'll be, they'll be caught up in no time. Right. But at least at first we're trend setting. Well, let's, let's talk about this. We got, we're going, we're going to break. We're against the break. And uh, when we come back, yeah. I want to bring up one name when it talks about, you know, the NIL and see what you think about it. So you're listening to the Ken gang radio show on Sirius XM channel 145 slam radio. We'll catch you guys in about, I don't know, a little bit. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This 
is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Okay, last and final segment of the Kang Gang Radio Show here did, on this. Did we really make it to the end? I think so. And if not, oh, I'm man. sure if we if we're missing a segment, Frank, then it's uh, Bird's fault. <laughs> but but I think we're good. I, I think we'll be good. I, I think this is. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. You and I will get that 7:30 a.m. text from Frank, dude. What'd you guys do? You're missing a whole segment. Whatever. We'll figure it out. And if not, <laughs> if not, if if we're maybe this is our fifth segment. Who knows? But anyway. Um, a name that I thought I would bring up is uh, the guy Thibodeau out of Oregon, who just you know the defensive end, who I just think just inked a like a six figure NIL deal, and I thought anything over a certain amount of money, like kind of takes away from your amateur status. Now I could be wrong on that, but uh, I don't know. Is there a way you can pull that up, Bird, and take a look at that? Yeah, I'm pulling up his uh, his, his deal right now, but. You know, look. You look at the handful of schools that are going to benefit from this. I think Miami's obviously up there, you know, because we're out in front of it. USC, yeah. I think, is going to be hand in hand, and I think you got to look at Oregon is probably the other school that benefits the most from this thing, just because of Nike. Uh, it's Phil Knight, right, and Nike, and I mean the fact that you know Papa Phil. I mean, look, they've they've been <laughs> on this Nike thing for for a long time over there, and. uh you got to figure a lot of these top recruits, they're going to get that Nike money uh, thrown at them, which is endless, you know, endless money. Um, you know, what I'm interested to see is when shoe deals start coming up for, for these guys, man, because shoe deals are a huge deal in the NFL, not even for the superstars, but really for all the players. I mean, almost every player in the league, uh, you know, signs a, a deal of what they, you know, I mean, anybody who's a, who's a starter or, you know, a, you know, a, a veteran, right. Ends up signing a shoe deal, right. Even, even, you know, on a smaller level. So when shoe deals come to the college landscape, I'm interested to see what they are. And you look at a program like Oregon, which obviously Phil Knight wants to see Oregon have the competitive advantage, you know, what, what does Nike do for, you know, a university of Florida, that's a jump man school. Correct. <laughs> right. Like, you know, are you going to sign guys to jump man deals or is, is Phil Knight going to get involved in that? And, you know, if they're head to head for a recruit with, you know, between Florida and Oregon, what happens there? Right. What happens when Phil Knight makes the call and is like, yeah, we're, we're not going to give that kid anything. Cause unless he comes to Oregon, that's where this thing gets really sticky, you know? And, um, I think there's there's still a lot that's going to go on with this thing. There's still a lot that's going to unfold in it. Um, you know, it's the same way like the transfer portal just just burst onto the scene. You know, this is going to be a whole nother angle for us to understand and manipulate. And you know, um, it's it's going to get really crazy, man. And it's going to end up being a bidding war uh, for for kids that are recruits. You know, and thing is, you know, what's what's the NCAA's appetite? you know, to, to really get on it when, 
you know, they prove that, uh, you know, somebody was given something as a recruit to go there. Right. Cause you can put out all the rules and you want in the world that says, Oh, Hey, you're not supposed to do this, but if you don't enforce it, people are going to well, and, and that's the whole thing, right? At, at what point does the NCAA step in? I, I mean, I think for the first, I think this NIL just literally hit, hit the country by storm. And yep. like you said, you know, right now you have, you know, Oregon out in the, in the Pacific, you know, Northwest, then what happens when, what happens when Alabama really gets a hold of this or the Ohio States or, you know, the Clemson's and, you know, obviously Miami, like you said, I think they are transcend they're, they're trend setting what this NIL should be about. But the good thing that I think I like about it too, if you read that Derek King wants to take up, put all that money that he's getting potentially and put it in a poll. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, so here's my thing. And I brought this up a while ago. If just, I'm going to throw a name out there. I'm just going to say, if I'm Corey Gaynor, right. <laughs> and I see my quarterback making, you know, buku dollars, but yet he's not going to try to distribute that or help anybody out. Like, bro, I'm the one that blocks for you. Oops. I whipped on my block coach. Sorry that my man over there got, got a busted left leg. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You yeah. don't think that that can create – and this goes in any program, right? But you don't think that this can have some type of animosity from player to player because of how things could it, potentially end up? It can, right? So what you really got to look at is – and, I mean, look, Miami's had a couple of them over the, over the you know, past 20 years, right? What happens when you have a poisoned locker room? Right in a group that has no cohesion and doesn't get along, uh, and that stuff comes into play in there, right? Yeah. So you know, it, it almost gets to be to the point where some of these like the five star super elite kids, like unless they really got it upstairs and they have a you know a good head on their shoulders and they come from a good family and they come from a good situation, you may see schools start to be really weary of who they bring in right because you know if you bring in a guy who's 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 poison in the locker room you know that i don't care how good you are you know that could really really uh impact things man so be really interesting to see how this whole thing plays out because we have no clue where it's going i mean i'm excited for these guys to get the opportunity to uh get out there and 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 make money because you know their name image and likeness is is theirs right like they should sell that and and we've said this before though but that's what you signed up for when you became a college athlete yeah i mean well so here and, and i think it hurts more in in the college football atmosphere because you know Technically, the NBA, you can be a one and doneer. Like, just go to college for one year. You know, obviously, they changed the rule from, you know, going right out of high school. So, baseball out of high school, literally, you can get drafted. You can bypass college. You know, you can go yeah. to AAA, AA, A ball, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. Basketball, you can go sign over and, and overseas yeah. and play in a, in a different league and get paid right away. Yeah. The NFL, I mean, in college football, like, obviously, the NFL made it to where you had to be out of school, out of high school, at least three years to declare for the draft. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it's a different ball game, right? It's a, it's a bigger game. It's a stronger game. It's a faster game, a lot of contact. So they're trying to make, you know, an 18 year old kid, how many 18 year old kids, you know, coming out of high school that would, that could have went right to the pros in football and football, like legitimately 
and, uh, and, made, and made a and made the roster. Very few. I mean, it's the, the answer is very few. I, I mean, it's tough to put a number on it, but I would say, you know, it's 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 a minuscule number of guys that could actually compete at that level. I, I, mean, I don't even know if I don't even know if I can name one. Yeah. Well, so so Thibodeau is probably one that that could that could but, go in. But what what was he like coming out of high school? Oh, a monster! He was the number one recruit in the nation. Yeah, but so like again, so it was DJ Williams. Yeah. D, look, DJ DJ probably could have played in the league too at the, at that point, man. I mean, I'm talking about like going right to the league and making an impact. You, that's tough, man. That that mm-hmm. is that is tough, man. I mean, you're not talking about like LeBron James going to the NBA. Maybe maybe Michael Vick. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, when you're when you're thinking about it, I mean, it's it's tough to find somebody that can that can do that, right? So mm-hmm. the answer is is a minuscule, if any, right? So that's why I feel like college football is different than the other sports because I feel like you have to work your way to get to where you're going to be good. You have to put in the weight room. Like look at Jalen Phillips, Jalen mm-hmm. Phillips coming out of UCLA when he transferred over here, he looked like he was like a buck 80. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, right. He was probably like skip two, leg day a few times, man. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he, you know, he's probably 220, 225, 235 when he got over yeah. into Miami. But look at the transformation on him. You know, he was a linebacker when he got here. Like he was a straight linebacker, right? Like there was no. I never thought he was going to play defensive end, and then he came in at the end after you know he got in that uh, that body by Feely, man. And uh, yeah, so that's crazy. I, I do want to say something on that NIL thing, though, right? And you know, it's it's crazy right now, and there's the it's all the NCAA's fault that it's crazy because this has been coming for a very long time, right? Yeah. And all they've done is drug their feet and, you know, said, you know, hey, we're not going to do anything until we have to. Even until the 11th hour, the day before it happened on the 30th of June, they released, they released, you know, some crappy rules with it. Now, if the NCAA would have been smart, they would have been way ahead of this thing before it got into the hands of the uh, of the local governments and and the state governments. And they, you know, put it on the ballots and everything. And they would have had they would have had a plan around it and something that made sense, right? Like something where, like, hey, you know what? If you know you have to go through the end, you can't reach directly to the kids. You have to go through an office or a system, you know, that's that's you know monitored by the NCAA to reach out to kids, and you know you can't make contact with them unless you go through this system, right? So is that going to prevent it? No, but it would definitely slow the the you know, what I think is going to be blatant, you know, uh, companies that are involved in kids recruiting now, Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it's, I don't think it's about the kid. Once you're in the school, like, you know, I, I don't think there's any issue with it, but when you talk about where, where, you know, PSAs are going to be going on trips and they're going to be, you know, popping in and they're going to be going to, you know, coming into Miami and they're going to be going to Pollo Tropical and meeting with the owners and like, Hey, you know, what are, what are we going to do here? They're going to go to American top team, you know, and they're going to talk to, they're going to talk to them about their deals and everything. You know, that's where there's a lot of danger with this thing, right? You know, we, we use the Oregon example, you know, what happens when, you know, the number one recruit in the nation goes to visit Oregon and Phil Knight comes down there and, you know, shakes his kid's hand and, you know, walks off to the side with mom and dad and says, you know, listen, you know, your kid signs here and your family's set for life. Like, you know, whatever, whatever you guys want, like Nike's got you. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
what 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 are you going to do? You can't stop that, right? Right. So that's a, that's a really big piece, and that's the only piece I worry about. Like I think it's great for the for the the students that are enrolled and get the opportunity, and you know some of the you know like Quentin Williams got to deal with the uh, with the bowl place. Uh, with the acai bowl place, uh, you know, King got, you know, his deal with college hunks and all the d- other things that he's doing, you know, King and Ragoni have their, their show coming up, which is awesome. Like I think the world, all that stuff, but what it's going to mean for recruiting and the unfair advantages that certain places are going to have is, is crazy, you know? So I don't think it's going to really impact the quality of the game, but it will impact where, where people go. Um, Cause look, I mean, a lot of the kids that are going to be the ones that are courted with that and, you know, courted with those offers where, you know, Phil Knight's telling a family they're, they're set for life. You know, those kids aren't looking at the SMUs or the Cincinnati's or the UCFs or any of the smaller schools or the FIUs, you know, they're never a factor in those decisions. But when you talk about the big dogs and all the power five schools that are slugging it out, a lot of these top kids are going to come down to what kind of money can they make? (laughs) Yeah. No doubt, 100%. And you're right. Um, changing topics real quick because we only got about three and a half minutes left before we uh, end this uh, show for this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. You tell me who you think. I love when you put me on the spot, bro, but go ahead. <laughs> Conor McGregor or Dustin Poirier? <laughs> oh, man. I, I want to see – McGregor win just because I think he's a he's a great entertainer. I know like I'm not a you know, I, I watch the UFCs, I enjoy watching them, but you know, I can't tell you what, you know, rear naked choke and you know, like all these crazy, you know, like all these crazy, you know, things that are happening in it. You know, I'm not I'm 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 a novice fan of it, right? So it's hard for me to say. But what I will say is, you know, with all these UFC fighters, they have a very short shelf life. And Connor's been fighting for a long time, and usually after you get shook once or twice you're pretty much done man you know yeah i mean it's i i like it like i watch it i watch it all the time you know um i think connor wins um and you're right like i I just love his charisma i love his attitude i love his his you know his character it's it's not like wrestling right where you know you're kind of portraying a character like this is real life getting punched in the mouth, like type stuff. So it's like it's like Bosvidal, and I know a lot of people hate him because of his political stuff, but I could care less about what somebody thinks politically. You know what I mean? Like I just, you know, whatever. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I don't care. You know. So McGregor, <laughs> McGregor had a great comment. Um, I don't know if somebody asked him, like being a celebrity or something. He's like, you know, I'm no celebrity. People make me, you know, for the celebrity. He goes. I break people's faces, you know, for money and I bounce. Like that's all. <laughs> like, like you can't get more real than that. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, I love like just like the, the craziness. It's like, you know, that, that video he had in Brooklyn, you know, where he was like throwing the uh throwing the chairs through the bus window and everything. Like ah. I'm I'm there for that. I mean, I know it's all staged, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's WWE. Like, you know, when you when you see Dana White go on and get on the camera after he's like, I don't know where we go from here. I, I can't ever see Connor fighting in the UFC again. If you ask me right now, like, Correct. you know, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's wrestling, <laughs> you know, That's it's, all it's, is, it's right. wrestling, but not as cheesy, you know, like a lot of that stuff is scripted. It's the same way, you know, that they, uh, you know, that they all go and, you know, the, the weigh-ins are, you know, are so tense and everything. And then they're hugging and laughing at the end of it. You know, even yeah. like, 
the Floyd and, and, and Logan Paul thing or Jake Paul, yeah. whichever one of those guys it was. And, you know, he's, he's like hitting his hat off his head. And then at the end, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're all laughing about it at the end. So, you know, it's all, it's all a show, right? Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's what I treat that. Well, listen, we're getting ready to wrap this up. I'm going to answer one question. Everything Kane, appreciate you listening to him. Are we getting good news tomorrow? Well, we haven't got good news all, all month so far, so I couldn't tell you if we are or not. But uh, you know what, again, to me, until those kids sign on that LOI, like I don't care no about recruiting. So, so Bird, been a good show. Let's uh, chop it up later on, man. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your time. Go Canes. Kane Gang Radio Show, we're out of here. Gang Gang. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.